Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. One of the biggest dual meets of the season, Penn State, Iowa coming up this weekend, Nittany Lions on the road, uh, and then they have uh, another turnaround, a quick turnaround uh, to face Rutgers coming up after that. This is the Penn State Wrestling Show. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. Wrestling reporter Greg Pickle is here to break down everything, talk about Ohio State. Three duels to get to here on the show, recapping yep. and previewing, Greg. So uh, a jam-packed, you know, frenetic part of the season where all the things are happening. So uh, where do you want to start? And, and what do you want uh, Penn State wrestling fans to know about what Kale Sanderson had to say this week? Yeah, good to be with you again, T. Frank. Thanks for all the listeners that have uh, joined the wrestling show here. It's a fun time for Penn State athletics, right? You have wrestling in the midst of its postseason march. You have both basketball teams doing the same. Obviously, football is underway with winter workouts. So a lot going on. Um, let's just start with a quick look back. So Penn State, since we last talked here on the Penn State Wrestling Show, beat Ohio State at Rec Hall last Friday night. Uh, 28-9 was the final score. Penn State losing just uh, two bouts in that match. Uh, Nick Buscott. Buzakis, I'm sorry, beat Aaron Nagal um, by decision at 133 pounds, and Ryder Rogotsky uh, caught Bernie Truex and pinned him at 184. Uh, big takeaways there is, of course, Penn State does not want to lose those matches. Those two first-year guys, uh, you know, are coming in the rec hall as as new Nittany Lions and want to make uh, an impression on the fan base, and obviously don't want to lose matches at any point. None of these guys do, but yeah, uh, I, I think the takeaway from Kale Sanderson, T. Frank, was that. We're not going to worry too much about one match. He thinks Aaron Nagao and Bernie Truax will be at their best when the postseason arrives. And that's long been the plan of the Penn State wrestling program is the dual meets are fun and they are a means to an end. But the end is the postseason and specifically mm -hmm. the NCAA tournament. So 
if you lose, but you did your uh, best to try the things that you think are going to work for you at nationals, and that ends up leading to a win at nationals, then you'll take the dual meet uh, yeah. loss, especially when the team wins. So a uh, good win for Penn State. Obviously, it was some controversy with uh, Brayden Davis at 125 pounds and did his opponent for Ohio State get a takedown at the buzzer or not to beat him. Uh, Vinny Kilcarry was ruled to have not got a takedown. That's been the talk of the sport uh, for much of this week. And I think depending on whether you have blue and white shaded uh, glasses or whether your glasses shade against the Nittany Lions in the wrestling world, uh, you know, it's probably what I've seen most of the discourse at this point to me. Yeah. Uh, super close. There's new rules. And I really think it could have gone either way. Sticking with the call on the mat, probably the right decision. But, uh, you know, Kale Sanderson talked T Frank back in November about the fact that they keep kind of tweaking rules and changing rules. And to me, this is the biggest takeaway of this whole uh, controversy, if you will, or, you know, certainly talking point is that uh, they keep adding more things for the officials to decide that are not clear cut, that yeah. are not, uh, you know, to, to put it in football parlance, we're, you know, deciding pass interference now instead of offsides or defensive holdings, probably a better word, instead of offsides, it's clear cut. Um, and so you're going to have these instances where, people are viewing uh, the rule interpretation differently and applying it differently. So mm -hmm. that will be, I'm sure, a talking point. Someone at Nationals is going to win or lose a match the way Braden Davis did and the way Vinny Kilcarry did, uh, where reaction time rules with the takedown uh, end up being uh, a difference maker. So keep that in mind. But Penn State, uh, you know, to wrap up the Ohio State part of this podcast, very, uh, very good win for Penn State, very workmanlike win, uh, and the kind that builds you up for a top five showdown with Iowa, which is, of course, coming up on Friday. Yeah, and that's kind of something that I found interesting this week in kind of the discourse of this season. We mentioned early on maybe fewer duels overall and fewer back to back yeah. for sure. Um, and one of the things that Kale Sanderson has been talking about this year is kind of what you talked about with the Ohio State uh, dual meet with, you know, some guys maybe losing matches in preparation for NCAAs and, and really creating challenges and creating conflict for this roster where maybe early on it didn't feel like that was happening. I guess, right. did you see that? Did you see the guy, the, the, the wrestlers uh, being challenged against Ohio State and how does that play into this upcoming dual meet against Iowa in one of the the best rivalries in wrestling? Yeah, I did see that, T. Frank. I saw Ohio State came to wrestle. Um, there are so, and don't get me wrong, there were some matches where their guys were. I don't want to say intentionally not pushing the pace, but they were not overly interested in getting beaten by technical fall or pin. And who is right? So right. Uh, I, everyone knows how Penn State guys wrestle at this point under Kale Sanderson, who goes for his 200th dual meet victory at Penn State this weekend. So sometimes guys will do their best to get as close to stalling as possible uh, without getting it called. I didn't really feel like most of Ohio State guys were doing that. I thought they came to wrestle. I thought Tom Ryan brought uh, the Ohio State head coach, brought a really energetic group into State College. And uh, they gave most of Penn State wrestlers their best shots, and we saw that in the fact that most of the matches uh, were decided by decision or, at best, major decision and not pin or technical fall. So uh, I thought it was a good tune-up match for Penn State. And, you know, again, Cale Sanderson kind of telegraphed this when he talked to reporters last Tuesday, and he was kind of like, look um, – we have there's no good time for guys to be tired during a dual meet, but at some point we have to make sure they're uh, conditioned enough to wrestle back to back days 
at the Big Ten Championships and three straight days if they make it to the uh, medal round uh, mm. at NCAA. So at some point, you have to re- start ramping up that process. Uh, Kale Sanderson, Casey Cunningham, Cody Sanderson, uh, Jimmy Kennedy, that staff, Dan Munsley, the trainer, they have almost perfected the way to do this over the years. There's a reason at nationals, Penn state guys have the gas tank and most of their competitors do not. And it's because sometimes in these late January and early to mid February matches, they look a little sluggish and a little tired and that's Mm -hmm. okay because they're training up to nationals. And so, you know, again, you watch some of these matches and you say, man, he didn't look like he was ready to go today, or he looked a little bit flat today or blah, blah, blah. You know, you hear it um, being talked about on social media and and message boards like at bluewhiteillustrated.com and things like that. But uh, some of this is just part of the process and you have to live with the wins, even though they may not be by the gaudy numbers uh, that Penn state fans, Penn state wrestling fans in particular have become used to, but, you know, again, it's all about building up for nationals, and that's what the Ohio State duel means about. That's what uh, I will be about this weekend, and then Rutgers on Monday, and then there's a couple more to go after that. So this uh, upcoming uh, match against Iowa, six of the, uh, these are top 10 bouts. How many of these do you think are a toss-up? How many are in uh, contention? I am very interested in that. Uh, that what, what ultimately is the answer to that question? Because... I can make a case on paper that five of these matches are toss-ups. Now, there are some questions that we have to consider here, and they're ones that Tom Brands has no interest, the Iowa head coach has no interest in answering until pretty much uh, the last second. So weigh-ins have to be completed two hours before uh, the match begins. So that will be uh, the match starts at 9 o'clock Eastern time on the Big Ten Network. So 7 p.m. Eastern, the weigh-ins will have to be complete. But you don't have to make your lineup decisions by then. You have to have your weigh-ins done by then. So... Uh, you still have some wiggle room. Do they wrestle Gabe Arnold? That's the big question. The freshman who called Carter Starachi overrated as a high school recruit is, of course, a freshman now uh, for the Iowa Hawkeyes. He's wrestled a couple matches. They haven't burned his red shirt yet. Uh, Tom Brand saying on Tuesday, according to Hawk Central, that you will see Gabe Arnold wrestle in the future. He does not know when that will be in the future. Well, I think, as Kale Sanderson <laughs> said on Tuesday, we know everyone's going to give us our be- their best shot. So, you know, I think Gabe Arnold wrestles. Does he go 174 against Starachi? I don't think so. I think he wrestles Bernie Truax at 184, and that would change the complexion of the Iowa lineup considerably. Uh, you have Brody Teske, who is with the Hawkeyes. Uh, he did not wrestle last week, and we'll see if he ends up uh, going into the lineup at 133 pounds uh, for the Hawkeyes. That would obviously change things uh, with the match that Aaron Nagal has. So there are some lineup questions um, for for the Hawkeyes, just in terms of who they will send to the mat. And then, they, again, we're going to see some top 10 and top five matchups. Obviously, Real Woods, uh, who was the 141-pound uh, standout for the Hawkeyes, lost to uh, to Michigan last week. So he dropped to number two, Penn State's Bo Barlett, rising to number one in this week's rankings. That's a toss-up bout. I, I hesitate to call Levi Haynes the top-ranked Nittany line at 157 against Jarrett Frannick, who's number five for Iowa, a toss-up bout, but that is probably going to be a close match. Uh, Penn State wins. I would lean that direction, but certainly it's going to be close. You go to 125. Drake Ayala, the, the Hawkeye, who obviously is well-accomplished at 125. He's number seven. Uh, Braden Davis keeps climbing the rankings, now number two at 125 for Penn State. So, you know, you can probably consider that a toss-up. Uh, 149, Caleb Rastian against Tyler Kasak. That's 12 versus 10. So, obviously, Kasak's looked very good. So is Davis, and so is Mitchell Messenbrink, who's number t- uh, seven. Michael Caliendo for Iowa's number six. But, you know, you can you can envision ways for Penn State to win this match very convincingly. 
and you can envision ways for Iowa to keep this match very close. Do I see Penn State losing this match? No, I don't. Uh, do I see a pass for Iowa to keep it very competitive until the very end, until Penn State picks up some wins late as it tends to do and, you know, puts the margin of victory out of reach? Yeah, uh, certainly do. So I, I would say it's fair to call five of these matches toss-ups, Steve Frank. I do. And we'll see, mm -hmm. obviously, um, by late Friday night whether that's an accurate way of looking at this or not. Uh, but ultimately, you know, Penn State is getting going to face a very good Iowa team that should not be slept on despite uh, the recent blowout upset loss to Michigan. Yeah, and that's uh, something I want to get to here in just a little second. But history on the line in this, uh, Kale Sanderson asked several times about some of the uh, metrics, the winning he's done at Penn State. So, uh, what what is the what does a win do uh, to the numbers here for Kale Sanderson at Penn State? Yeah, so it is a bit of a numbers game. Uh, Kale Sanderson going for win two hundred at Penn State. He were there. He was asked on Tuesday. Uh, February 6th, what the kind of the best memories are of the first 199. And Kale is the last person that wants to answer <laughs> that question. And he's the yes. last person that is going to give you a insightful, profound answer. And it's not because he's ignoring the question or he doesn't think it's a worthwhile question. It's just that he lives in the present. And looking back on the first 199 or looking ahead to the 200th potentially, whether it's at Iowa or against Rutgers or later this year, it's just not the way he operates. So for him, T Frank, uh, you know, he said it was mostly the kids and the coaches mm -hmm. and the people and the relationships he's built. And that's a very uh, Kale Sanderson like answer. But so yeah, he can win dual meet number 200. Uh, they can win their 53rd consecutive dual meet in a row. And for Penn State, they're looking for their third straight win over Iowa. So I, like I said, I think they accomplish all three of those things. Um, but Iowa is definitely going to keep this one potentially closer than I think what many people will end up predicting. Um, so what happens with the regular season dual championship based on win or loss here for these two teams uh yeah. do you know like how that all shakes out with only a few uh meets left yeah so penn state of course with iowa losing to michigan penn state has beat michigan so with penn state beating iowa uh it would be well on its way to clinching another uh big 10 dual meet championship the nittany lions do still have after uh, Iowa, Rutgers, and Nebraska yet. So I'm not sure they could completely, I mean, they would all but clinch it, um, barring <laughs> a shocking upset uh, against Rutgers or Nebraska by beating Iowa this weekend. If not, um, I guess the tiebreakers come into play, or maybe Penn State would uh, own those tiebreakers by the virtue of Iowa lost to Michigan, Penn State beat Michigan, and that's a common opponent. I'd have to look into that. But yeah, I mean, Penn State, I guess the simplest way to answer this, T. Frank, is Penn State is well on its way to clinching another Big Ten dual meet championship. And uh, as a preview for Monday, Rutgers. Yeah. Uh, so what's going on with that? Tell us more about what's coming up after the Iowa uh, meet. Yeah, so Penn State meets Rutgers on Monday at the Bryce Jordan Center. It starts at... Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time, and that match is going to be televised on the uh, Big Ten Network. Of course, uh, the Bryce Jordan Center match is one that Penn State has put into effect for wrestling for a few years now. Uh, I know there's a lot of questions about why they picked a Monday night match, why they picked Iowa, or I'm sorry, Rutgers, yeah. why it was not Ohio State last Friday. I think the Bryce Jordan Center may have been tied up. Uh, Kale Sanderson, back before the season started, kind of just shrugged and said, this is the date we went with. This is the one that we had. So seats are still available, you know, depending on when you're listening to this. I'm sure the inventory is probably getting bought up pretty good. But at last check, seats are still available. Keep an eye on BlueWayIllustrated.com and go Penn State Sports to be certain of that and also parking information as well. But, yeah, it's a big match for Penn State, even though I don't think it's going to have quite the sellout crowd that the past Bryce Jordan Center matches have had, obviously. 
rec hall is used to fitting about 6,600 people in. Bryce Jordan Center is going to have over 10,000. I feel pretty confident about that, even if it's not a sellout. So uh, another big crowd to come watch Penn State Wrestling. Rutgers is a good team. There's not a lot of headliner bouts on this card, at least not uh, as things currently stand, but there are going to be some good matches. There's not, there's not anything like what we saw with either Penn State Ohio State or Penn State Iowa in terms of ranking matches that you look at and say, wow. This is one versus two. This is five right. versus six. You know, but there's not going to be uh, any of those matches, uh, pr presumably, on this Rutgers uh, Penn State card, especially because the new rankings won't come out until the match is over. So, based on what we have now, not seeing any of those in the forecast, but you never know uh, how things could change by match day based on weigh ins and injuries and illnesses and things like that. But all told, uh, we'll have complete coverage at bluewhiteillustrated.com. Rutgers, uh, Scott Goodell is a very good coach. They're going to bring a spirited bunch into the Bryce Jordan Center and try and get some wins. Uh, Penn State will be a heavy favorite, T. Frank, but uh, it'll be a good match worth watching on a Monday night. And uh, like I said, we'll have complete coverage of that 7 o'clock on Big Ten Network. Greg Pickle, he is our wrestling reporter, getting you dialed in on everything going on this weekend, including uh, for two different reasons, major, major meets for Penn State Wrestling as they head into the end of the Big Ten regular season. I'm Thomas Frank Card. That is Greg Pickle. We will be back more uh, next week with more on the Penn State Wrestling Show. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-420-47 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.